Hi, I'm Jack Ingram, and welcome to the Exora Innovation Digest. After six weeks of episodes, I'm joined again by Exora CEO, Rick Statler, to look back on our first series. Stay tuned. Usually on the innovation forecast, I'm in the interviewer seat, but to close out the season, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Ritz is going to be asking the questions and together we'll walk through the biggest insights we've gleaned over the past six episodes. Over to you, Ritz. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Jack. Um, so I'm going to start with an easy one. Um, what was the biggest discovery from the series for you? Did you learn anything surprising from the interviews that you didn't know before? Yeah, I think, you know, I was speaking to Amy and, and Matthew in the Exora team recently, and I think the oil and gas sector is is so huge. I, th- I feel like, you know, every day I come into work, I do learn a lot of new things through the interactions I have with um, customers and colleagues. But in terms of the the series, for me on a professional sort of basis, I um, I learned a lot. I feel like the, the key takeaway for me from from the series was that Innovation has always been at the core of the oil and gas sector um, because of the, you know, the types of projects and the complexities involved in, you know, what we do as an industry. I feel as though the industry is always having to evolve and innovate. And one of the the conversations I had with um, with John was, you know, from from when he leaned back and sort of looked at his time at BP is that. There, there is that rich history of innovation within the sector that was really interesting to hear about. So I think from my side, yeah, one, one key takeaway was was that, you know, in, in the oil and gas industry, you often hear talk of, as an industry, it perhaps lags behind others when it comes to digital transformation. I think that's, you know, something that you do sort of read about from time to time. But I'm not sure if people working within industry would necessarily agree. I think where there's been a, a, bit, a real big advancement in technologies and with digitalization as a concept, I guess, coming down in cost and with the fact that, you know, from some of the conversations I've had with some of the participants, there's a greater connectivity of devices across the, the oil and gas sector, which has meant that you know, the digital revolution is speeding up and is afoot. So, yeah, I guess I've, I've gone around the houses with my answer there, but <laughs> I guess one would be innovation is something that, that has always got gone on within the sector. But looking forwards into the future, I think that will travel at a greater pace of knots based on the demands of um, our society. So, yeah, I, I do think, you know, from again, from my perspective, um, it feels as though, you know, oil and gas organisations can make a lot of cost savings through embracing digital. And that's something that's set to continue. But I think that sort of idea or that notion tempered with the fact that, you know, innovation has been going on within the sector um, for quite some time already. So, yeah, I guess they were my takeaways, Ritz. But, you know, overall, just just a really interesting set of conversations to be involved in and really interesting industry leaders to meet so yeah really enjoyed it fantastic thanks um yeah great um great insight um so the series delved you know quite deeply into technologies like ai industrial iot and cloud systems 
Um, how important are these technologies for the energy sector at the moment, do you think? I think the, you know, all, all of the guests on the series really sort of painted a quite compelling picture as to why these technologies are so critical to the energy sector at the moment. I think that, you know, ESG um, and the energy transition were referenced quite a few times in in the sense that obviously they're they're you know critical you won't have an awful amount of conversations to do with the oil and gas industry in which ESG or the energy transition don't come up so i think the the guests fit, felt as though technologies like ai um iot cloud systems were or or do play a role in the energy transition and are set to continue to do so um that's i, I think the, the 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 energy transition is such a large conversation and i think i feel like at times what's becoming more prevalent within that is the role that technology will play in this i do think that the future of the energy sector and the overlay with technology will be quite critical in achieving the energy transition and you know i, I feel as though the guests felt that as well and obviously quite passionate about the, the, one, the companies that they work for, and two, the ways in which their solutions could enhance the sector and, you know, make it more sort of profitable and, and you know, ultimately make it work better for, for in the future. So I, I guess the answer to the question would be that, you know, these technologies are certainly going to be important for the energy sector moving forwards. Currently, yes, and I think we had quite a few interesting case studies that were presented by um, by some of the commentators, which was, I think it was really useful to hopefully our listeners, because I think it's quite helpful when somebody can reference a, a particular way in which AI or the cloud is being used within industry. And then obviously our listeners can hear a little bit and then potentially do a bit of research online and find out more. So yeah. Currently, certainly important technologies, but it feels as though set to become even more key and important in years to come as the energy transition accelerates. Thanks. Um, thank you very much. Um, uh, just out of curiosity, are there any relevant technologies that you would have liked to cover, but we didn't? From my perspective, I would say no. I think the, the one that's always sort of interested me was... Salesforce and the fact that I think people look at Salesforce as a CRM business. So it was interesting to speak with Jason and to find out a little bit more about how the organization is um, working within the oil and gas sector. So that, for, for me, I found that really interesting, purely because I, I'm someone that's, I guess, um, sort of grown up with Salesforce um, since entering the working environment, but hadn't necessarily realized how the organization was tackling the oil and gas vertical and add, adding value to operators. So that was interesting to me um, to hear about Salesforce and, and what they're doing and to not necessarily just, you know, think of them in terms of offering a CRM system to, to businesses across all industries. So, yeah, that, that was a technology that I was quite keen to hear more about, as I was all the others, to be honest with you. But in particular, I found that quite interesting. Um, in terms of other technologies, not as such, but I'm sure that in time, 
there will be technologies that are deployed into the oil and gas sector that that I'm going to enjoy reading up on. And obviously, I'll be uh, be leaning on you and the team to to keep my knowledge in date <laughs> and uh, be interesting to hear uh, hear hear things from you. Excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, I mean, Salesforce is one of the um, most successful cloud based digital transforming companies on the planet. So I couldn't agree with you more as far as uh, as far as using them as a as an example of being a good one. Um, all right. So um, so we took a look at cybersecurity as a barrier to innovation. Um, what else do you think is preventing energy companies from adopting digital solutions? I mean, is it lack of IT infrastructure? Is it lack of capital? Is it lack of market knowledge? Is the business just resistant to innovation? What do you think? It's a really good question. I think from the conversations I have and some of the feedback I get from um, organisations supporting the sector and organ, you know, and operators, I think it's showing the return on investment. And you know, if um, if an organisation was going to deploy a lot a lot of capital on a particular digital solution, um, how quickly can it start paying? a strong return on investment. I think that's that's something that is potentially preventing energy companies from adopting digital solutions. But I, I guess, you know, from the conversations we I've had across the series, that the return on investment sometimes is the money that you perhaps wouldn't spend on doing things the old way versus having a, a change of tack and doing things in a different manner. So, you know, potentially working with an industry for partner and mapping out what your IT landscape could look like and and then thinking about de- developing a roadmap and sitting down with all different stakeholders across the business to work out how that can ultimately affect your bottom line and improve your bottom line i think you i think it's fair to say that that ju- just Helping a decision maker visualize what the return on investment is is a key part of any sales process, right? And I think if there, if if you can help oil and gas organizations and energy companies visualize how they're going to make a return on investment, streamline their business, then I, I think that allied with presenting yourself as an industry thought partner who truly cares about the industry then, you know, I think they're the key things, really. So I guess my answer would be showcasing how you as an organisation can support the industry and this particular client, if you're having sort of one-to-one conversation, but show really showing them how they can achieve a strong return on investment through working with you. That that would be my sort of answer to that question, Ritz, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Great insight. Um... So, so as we draw this series to a close, sadly, um, where can listeners go for insights into the state of digital transformation in, in energy? Yeah, so I guess I'm slightly biased in that I work really closely with the Exora team and <laughs> we've got such a great working relationship. So I'm, I'm going to say, you know, the Innovation Forecast Oil and Gas Report, um, which sits on our website and is obviously, you know, sat on the Exora platform too. I think that everyone that I've shared it with and um, who's who's had time to sit through and read through it has found it very interesting and has gleaned good insights from it. 
Um, so I would say that that is a really good place for listeners to go to get insights on the state of digital transformation within the energy sector. There's a lot of content out there on digital transformation in oil and gas, isn't there? You know, you, if you key this into Google, you'll find a lot of really interesting resources there. But I think in terms of the thing that I obviously like about the report is that it's quite concise. It's not a 50-pager document. It's something you can read through quite quickly, but the way it's presented, it's quite easy to pick out some real key salient points. In terms of, I guess, my organization, the Energy Council, we, you know, we cover digital at most of our shows. So if you were looking at, say, the World Energy Capital Assembly, which is our flagship conference in November, um, one of the sessions is called Technology is King. And within that particular session, you know, we'll be looking at digital transformation in energy. If you look at our other shows that are coming up before the end of the year, um, there's a session on tech in, um, in all of them. And I think that's because of the fact that we recognize that oil and gas organizations are always, and it comes back to my point earlier, are looking to innovate and looking at ways that they can improve their organizations. So if that is the case, then I think it's important that digital transformation has sufficient airtime at our in-person shows. So that's, um, I guess, from, from an Energy Council perspective and plugging my organisation, the list, listeners could expect to see it come up as a theme within um, our shows. But then in terms of our website, you know, obviously we, we work with a, a few tech companies now who provide us with thought leadership that we're able to share with our network. So we do have articles on our website fairly regularly that talk to digital transformation. Hopefully you guys will have a few bits and pieces that we can put out there soon. But for the time being, we've obviously got the report set on our website. And I know that's been promoted through a couple of emails too. So, yeah, I think I'm think i I'm obviously going to push the Exora research report because I think it's very interesting. And I do think differing profiles across an oil and gas organisation would be interested in reading it, not just tech um, leaders. I think CFO profiles, people who control the purse strings will be interested in having a look for it too. But um, I, so I, I would, you know, push that certainly. Aside from that, obviously, some of the resources that we put out there. But then, you know, keeping it simple, LinkedIn. Um, I think LinkedIn is a really good forum for discussion around this also. So um, that's that's how I try and keep on top of what's going on and then just making sure I've got my sort of Google alert set up so that I can see what's going on across industry. Great. Um, so I think you've kind of touched on this already, but how is the Energy Council working to promote digital transformation within the energy industry? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. I think the, the, the Energy Council as an organisation hasn't got all the answers to all of the questions within the sector. So you know, we lean on industry thought partners who can help share the requisite thought leadership with our network. So, you know, we work with, you know, all matter of thought partners who cover different pockets of the value chain. And, you know, Exora is obviously one of them. But then we we, we work with quite a few digital leaders like Kongsberg Digital um, and companies that are, you know, trailblazers in the digital space within the oil and gas sector. So I think... The answer to that question would be through trying to work with companies 
that are acting as a crucial support to the energy industry, one. And then two, making sure that our own thought leadership that's developed through our in-house team is talking to topics that are going on within the industry. Uh, and, you know, digital is one of those hot topics at the moment. So trying to make sure that we pump out content that talks to this. So, yeah, I get, yeah, work, working to promote digital transformation through the right types of industry partnerships and then um, through the sharing of relevant content with our, um, with our network. Yeah, and of course, uh, the uh, flagship events um, is a big part of that as well, as you just yeah, said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just can't wait to get back to in person, to be honest with you. It's, um, <laughs> I think, um, you know, by the time November rolls around, I think that, you know, it'll have been almost two years since we've managed to get together as a network in person. So really excited for that. But you're right, you know, in terms of the, the digital space, a lot has changed over the past two years and there's been you know, quite a few in, interesting advancements in the sector. So, yeah, br- bringing everyone together in that setting and having, you know, really high quality conversations and making impactful relationships across those two days later in the year will be, uh, yeah, really exciting. Yeah, we're looking forward to it very much so. So, um, so last question for me is, um, in your opinion, and this is sort of a very broad question, um, what will be the biggest trends that will shape the energy sector in the next three years, do you think? Biggest trends? Good, good, good question, Ritz. Um <laughs> I think um, some of the trends that will affect the energy sector exist now as trends. So the energy transition and ESG um, will certainly shape the energy sector across the course of the next, next, uh, next few years. Um, the availability of finance and investment into the oil and gas sector or the energy sector over the next three years will be uh, will be another big trend. And, you know, w- w- what accessing capital looks like for upstream operators, then I, I, I would say digital. So I, I think digital does feed into the, the first trend that I mentioned, ESG or the energy transition. Um, but I do think that the... The, the, you know, if if I'm saying you know the future of the energy sector and technology are going to be closely intertwined, then I think a trend that we'll see moving forwards is, you know, the adoption, the greater adoption of digital solutions. That you know, I do think it's coming, and I think that will impact how we face the energy transition as a sector. So I'd, I'd say they're the three that I've got. It's, it's interesting, Ritz. It's probably sort of the, the biggest question you could have asked and it's the one that I've taken the shortest amount of time to answer <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think to keep it concise they would be my three yeah yeah well I completely agree with you on uh, on those it's going to be very interesting I mean I, I'd say you know legislation shareholder activism all that other stuff is just adding weight to what you were just uh, what you were just saying there so uh, it's going to it's only going to be interesting that for sure Right, well, uh, that's that's all that's all I've got for you, Jack. Thanks, Rich. Really appreciate the questions, and yeah, nice to be sitting on the other side of the fence. Very nice to be able to put uh, a few ideas across to you and uh, give you a bit of a commentary on my thoughts on things. So yeah, thanks ever so much. Absolutely. Well, thank you. That concludes this series of the Exora Innovation Digest. Keep your ears open, though. We'll be back again with more episodes in the future. Until then, I've been Jack Ingram, and thanks ever so much for listening to the first series of the Exora Innovation Digest.